Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey friends and welcome back to the pod. This is Queenie and Pablo and today we have a super super exciting episode planned. We have the lovely Tash from Tash Invest. She shares amazing tips about how to get started investing and also her own personal money journey which has been so 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 inspiring to watch. So we're really really excited to bring this episode to you. Just remember that this podcast is general in nature and doesn't constitute personal financial advice. You can read our full financial services guide in the description. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our land and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Tash, do you have a money win for us? Yes, thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. Uh, Money win, I just moved to Bondi recently and I expected coffee to be really expensive like the rest of Australia. But the coffee shop next to me sells coffees for $4.30. So that's pretty exciting. Oh my gosh, $4.30? Yeah. For Bondi I, as well. What? I have not seen a coffee for under $5 in such a long time. Yeah, no, neither. Especially in Perth, they're like $6 at the moment. So $4.30 is a big win. Oh my gosh. And was it good? Yeah, it was good. Wow, that's such a good money win. What about you, Pablo? What's your money win? Money win actually is the other day or last week, I was doing like the paper for mortgage and you know they ask you to bring like to check your mortgage payments and stuff like that and what I realized is that on our last mortgage that was on a fixed rate and then it switched to variable for two months by mistake and then when we switch it back to fixed we still pay the variable rate so I called them to fix that up and save like $130. Oh that's a big win. Yeah that's so good and my money win is that last week, Pablo and I went on a date night and we used First Table, which is this app where you can book. I love First Table. It's so good. And yeah, we saved like 40 bucks off our dinner and it was such a nice dinner. Where did you go? We went to this really nice Japanese restaurant and I guess the only catch with First Table is you have to get there kind of early. That's why Mm. it's called First Table. So we were there at like five when it opened. That's fun. I love to have dinner early. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it kind of gets dark anyway around five. So it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. How good. Yeah. And by the way, sneaky plug, but if you would like to check out First Table for yourself, we also have a link below. You can get some free money for booking and we can also get some as well. So nice. Double wins. Yeah. So Tash... I'm so, so, so excited to interview you because your, your journey is just so inspiring and you've done so much from such a young age. Can you give us, maybe give us a bit of context about you and your story? So where did your money journey begin and how did you grow up? Mm, big question. My money journey started ever since I was really little, I guess. My parents were super open about money and they discussed kind of everything with us when I was a child. So things from my dad taught me about shares using a tomato sauce bottle when I was like 10, trying to explain that I could buy shares in a tomato sauce bottle if I wanted. Um, They helped us budget our pocket money, all of that. We used to budget for family holidays as well. We'd like put things on like the Lazy Susan, the round thing, and we'd go around and spin the tape, the the Lazy Susan, see how much things would cost. Um, So yeah, it's just been like my whole life pretty much. Money's been really normal. 
That's amazing. That's so good that you had that upbringing and your parents were so open about money. What do you think, Pablo? Yeah, it's really good that you were like from a young age, you know, able to understand what a share is. And I think it's good that your parents use like analogies, mm-hmm. much easier to understand that. <laughs> it took me so long to get the tomato sauce bottle analogy because like it doesn't make sense now. I'm like, you can't buy a share in a tomato sauce bottle. But he like put it in the table and was like, we, if 10 people want to buy this tomato sauce bottle, we have to split it into 10 different shares and you can buy one of them. And then when I was 10, I was like, oh, well, what, what do you mean? It's just one bottle. But now I get it. <laughs> Will you yeah, use this it. analogy with your kids? Oh, no. Let's <laughs> find a better one. No, there's another one they use. Like we would only shop at Woolies because they had West Farmer shares and we weren't allowed to support Coles at all. So like, that was a better one for me to understand because I could see it and I could go into Woolies and I knew what Woolies versus Coles was. Ah, interesting. And what was your aha moment when it came to, I guess, your money journey and investing and understanding things? I don't think there was one big aha moment. It was maybe when I realised how much more freedom I had compared to my friends at my age. Like I wanted to travel a lot and I was at uni and I was booking holidays every single uni break pretty much and my friends were kind of like, how can you afford this? I was like, oh, what do you mean you haven't been saving since you were like 14 to have this money, I guess. Um, So it was a kind of a moment that I realised and then also just talking about it online and realising that other people weren't quite as fortunate as I was to have the same upbringing. Yeah, yeah, definitely true. And it's it's good that you are sharing this information because not everybody has money taught to them from a young age and not everybody knows these things. So yeah, and it's nice to have that non-judgmental space. You know, if people need to ask questions and some things don't really make sense, it's nice to have somebody that gets it, but is also young and like, mm. you know, is like non-judgmental. It's you really nice. You can explain nice. it in a different way because I know like we both don't have finance backgrounds, so we can explain it from our points of view compared to going to a financial advisor and it might be a bit more complicated to understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So can you tell us about buying your first home? Because you did that really young and I just wanted to, I guess, share the story. Like what are some things that helped you be able to, one, save up for a deposit and what are some things that that also helped you with the the home buying process? Mm, So I always thought I had to buy a house or a property. I guess it's like the Australian dream. It's just the thing that you do. Um, so I started saving like pretty much when I was 14. That's when I got my first job. I worked at Sizzlers. Do you have Sizzlers over here? Yeah. 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 yeah, That was my first job. Um, so I started saving then and I did uni really part-time as well. So I took eight years to finish my four year uni degree and I was working full-time throughout that time. So I was earning about a hundred thousand dollars a year when I was 21, which is yeah, quite big back then, which is pretty cool. Um, so I just saved and it was also in Perth. So it's a lot easier to buy in Perth than it is to buy over here in Sydney. So it was $295,000 for a two-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment. Um, I just saved for a few years while I was working and it was just like the next step for me. Um, It was, I was very grateful because my parents were very open about buying property. So I kind of knew the process through them and knew what to do and what was happening next. Nice. Oh my gosh. 295,000. What a bargain. Oh my gosh. That's so good. In saying that though, I still think that there are opportunities like wherever you are, like you might not be able, even in New South Wales, like you might not be able to buy a two bedroom, one bathroom apartment in Bondi, Yes, (laughs) but there are other places, you know, so I think that, you know, it's good to be open-minded because I feel like after traveling uh, quite a lot, what I realized is that our cities in Australia, they're, they're quite small. And when you go over to places like LA, like we had friends that live all over LA and like from one person's place in LA to another person's place in LA, it could be like a distance of like one hour drive, which is totally normal. And you're still in LA and it's like these really fast highways. So it's like, it's so spread out 
And I feel like that's going to happen in the future here and just like all over the world. So, yeah, I feel like Perth's yeah. a little bit like that already because it's kind of built along the coast. So you can drive like an hour and a half from like the top of it down to the bottom, I guess. So it is very spread out still. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, what do you think, Pablo? Anything to add? Yeah, I was actually watching your stories the other day and you were talking about your property and like, are you still, and the story for those who did not see the story was like, you know, it's much easier to manage shares than a property. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I've had some interesting tenants. Um, they're moving out soon. Um, but yeah, just like all the stuff you have to deal with, like they were complaining that the toilet didn't flush as powerful as the one at work, which is an interesting comment because I don't know what the one at work is like. Um, the dryer was making the bathroom dusty and that the outdoor couch was getting wet. And I just kept getting little notes like that in my inspection reports. And they're not really things that I can fix. And just like the time it takes to respond. And like, I'm grateful and everything. And I know it's my job to respond. But yeah, like a share doesn't really send you an email asking you to fix the outdoor couch getting wet. Yeah, that is very interesting. Like a very interesting comment. Yeah. <laughs> and they hid a baby. So they were pregnant and had a baby the whole time. And my property manager didn't know. And then just found out recently. So they were just like hiding a baby in the spare bedroom, which is quite interesting. Oh, why did they feel like they needed to hide I have no that? idea. Because like it would have been completely fine, but it was just very interesting. They were one day like, oh, we're moving. We've had a child, by the way. We're moving out now, breaking the lease. Like, okay, interesting. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Aww. But that's exciting for them. Yeah. Happy family. Maybe that's why they're a bit stressed. Yeah. 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 They're probably like, ah. All you know? Things. Yeah. So they were like... You know, I, I feel like when you're in that stress mindset, you start to look for problems everywhere. You know, even if there aren't necessarily some, like you're like, ah, you're stressed. What, yeah. what else is something? I think maybe because they were trying to break the lease, they might have been looking for stuff to not have to pay the break lease fees. Like maybe that's where they were coming from. I'm not sure exactly. But with the rental market at the moment, it was very easy to find a new tenant. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Thankfully, we got pretty lucky with our tenants, Pablo. I'm just like so grateful. We went for a visit because we were doing a depreciation report and oh my gosh, this family is so beautiful, like a Brazilian family and oh. like, and I guess part of Pablo and I, we were thinking it might be nice. We were thinking like, oh, maybe we could move back into there because we're also renting at the moment in a one bedroom and we kind of miss like our last place, which we renovated. But then going back there, we were like, Oh, this family really appreciates like all the little renovations that we made. And I feel like they're enjoying it a lot more than us. So it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy that they're there. And, Did they sign you know, a long lease? Did you sign it for two years with them? Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah. So that's good. Grateful for them. It's really good. And what made you decide to rent out the place that you bought instead of just living in there? I lived in it for about a year and then I decided I wanted to go over to New South Wales for a little while. So I had just moved out and rented it out. I knew that I didn't always want to be in Perth. Like there's way more cool stuff over here. Um, so yeah, I just decided to rent it out. Mm, interesting. And you did, I remember following your journey on socials, you were working for a time in the mountain ranges, like in the snow season. What was that like? And how was it budgeting on a small wage? Because you weren't earning as much as you are now or as much as you were before. So how did you manage to do that? 
The reason I went to the snow was because I was really burnt out from working my healthcare job, but I worked throughout COVID like so much overtime. So I'd saved a lot of money and I already had a big buffer fund saved up. And the snow was actually quite cheap to live at because the job included accommodation and three meals a day. And we all had like season passes. There wasn't really that much to spend on. And we were working quite a bit. So I was still probably earning like $1,000 a week anyway. And there was not really any expenses. So it was actually a lot easier than people think. And we kind of just like lived, ate the hotel food and then went snowboarding all day. So it was pretty cool. Wow, that's mm. really cool. And then I was lucky with COVID as well. We got like the COVID payments for a little while too when it shut down. Mm, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's nice to think like you don't have to continue at the job that you're doing if you're not enjoying it. Like there are other options there. Yeah, like as long as you have that safety net and that buffer fund, you can quit for a little bit and go try something else. And especially seasonal jobs where accommodation and food's included. Like you can just live and save so much if you want that way too. Oh, that's really cool. What do you think, Pablo? Yeah, I think it's really good. Like living the life, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's good that you can't just do that YOLO it without any money. You need, like you said, a buffer fund. So that way you can, you know, if anything happens, you still have something to fall back on. Yeah, well, lots of people go do those jobs without any kind of buffer fund. And it was interesting seeing them really stressed when like all the mountains shut down with lockdowns. But because of like the government payments, they were okay. But I definitely recommend having a huge buffer fund for something like that. Because then you have the freedom and you don't have to stay if something goes wrong. Yeah, especially that US stuck, oh, stuck, you know. Yeah, stuck super well, yeah. (laughs) Stuck's accurate. Because you could not go back at the time into WA. Yeah, I ended up not going home for like a year because I kept like traveling around New South Wales and then Victoria opened and then I just ended up renting in Melbourne for six months because Perth just kept, or WA just kept extending the border closures. But yeah, not a fun time. Yeah, and living in all of these places, like which one do you prefer so far? I like Sydney, but it's a bit expensive. I don't know if I'd live here long term. Um, I loved all the smaller towns. Like we spent a month in Roombula and that was awesome because I'd never heard of Roombula before being from Perth. Um, I didn't love Melbourne, but I'm also not really a city person. So I think I like the beaches, which is why Bondi is quite good. Mm, very nice. Oh, and what are some, I guess, tips for people listening to this podcast that are looking to get to the next level in their finances. So maybe at the moment they're at a stage where they know that there's more that they can be doing. Where would you say that people could start? Um, Just start. I feel like so many people get stuck on all the information and all the endless choices, but you don't actually know what you want until you try things. And deciding you don't want something is also a good way to learn as well. So just do the thing, like research things, but also take action too and don't spend too long just endlessly Googling things. Yeah, very true. And what are some... I guess, strategies that people can use in their life to improve their financial well-being? Just invest. I feel like so much focus is on saving money, but not enough on investing sometimes, especially in the media. It's like, here's how to cut down on this and how to save money on your petrol. But I feel like investing or increasing your income is the best way. Like, obviously, you need the savings habits and you need all of that initially. But finding ways to increase your income or investing is definitely the way to go. But I know that's hard at the moment for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. And very not specific. So go on Perla and invest with Auto Invest. I love it. And what are some financial habits that you do every single month that you think have contributed to where you are today with your finances? I think it's investing no matter what happens. I have like a minimum amount that I'll invest no matter what I'm doing. So I know that even I'm even though I'm traveling around and doing lots of random things and spending lots of money, I've still invested enough to set myself up for the future. So doing the whole pay myself first. I've invested and anything extra left over is great. I can spend it if I want. Or if I have extra, I can reinvest that too. But yeah, it's just like being consistent with investing. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And, and now spending like mindfully too. Like really thinking about what I want to spend my money on instead of just impulsively doing it. Mm, yeah, that's a really good point. It's 
sleeping on purchases, not buying it straight away. Yeah. I just bought a new puffer jacket. I don't know if you saw that. That was very exciting. I, I was saw like that. thinking about that for two months and then it finally went on sale. So that was exciting. I saw that. And I love that, like you taking us on the journey of your decision-making process, because it wasn't just like a, hey, I just saw a puffer jacket. I'm going to buy it. You know, you were like actually thinking like, mm, do I want it? Do I need it? Yeah. Is this a good price? Can I just wear my snow jacket forever? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And comparing the different prices, like what's your thought process when when you want to buy something new and especially an item that isn't on the cheaper end of the spectrum, you know, because puffer jackets can be expensive. Yeah, it was like $250, but the original price is 400 so it's still a decent saving. Um, but I usually like decide that I want something and then just wait for a big sale where it's 30 or 40% off and then buy it afterwards. Yeah, that's a really good way to do it. Because everything does go on sale eventually, usually. It does. It really does. Pablo, I feel like you might have something to add. Pablo is like the the deals and the savings master. Yeah, I'm deal master, but you know, always one dollar save is more than a dollar earn, you know, so I try to save money. But, you know, like you said, Tash, everything goes on sale. You just need to wait and have the capital to buy it, you know. You could buy a $10 jacket and then have to buy another one just a month later. Well, here you wait here, then you have that and it's going to last you years. Yeah, and you don't want to waste stuff as well by having to buy things every single year, every few months. Yeah, it's good to buy it right the first time. I would like to add as well, cashback websites. Because I know it, it doesn't seem like a lot and I feel like that's why people don't do it. They're like, oh, it's only 2%, 3%, whatever. But it's actually crazy like how much these small savings add up, you know? Especially like, on bigger things as well or on a holiday or on flights, it definitely adds up. Yeah, like on a $250 puffer jacket, like 3%, what would that be? Or 2%, that would be like four, $4 $5 or something. Yeah, Not yeah. crazy, but it's like... It still adds up. It's like a coffee. That's a coffee, yeah. a free coffee. So yeah, and by the way, sneaky plug, <laughs> if you would like to check them out, we have some links in the show notes. So Tash, can you tell us where the future will take you? I saw that you had quit your job and you're currently living in Sydney for a couple of months. Like where, where can we expect to see you go in the future? Big question. I don't really know. Um, so I'm here for the next two months, just being around everyone. There's lots of fun stuff happening in Sydney. And then I guess we'll see. Um, I'm kind of building out, I want to do more money coaching stuff and working with people again. I really miss working with people from my old job. I used to be an occupational therapist. That was heaps of fun. But yeah, just working on coaching stuff, seeing what Sydney has to offer. And then I guess we'll see. Oh, I'm so excited. Yay. And where can people follow along your journey and find out more about you? Um, I'm Tash Invest on Instagram and TikTok. I love it. I'm so excited. And we've put all of the links down in the show notes below. But thank you so much, Tash, for coming on the podcast. We've really enjoyed having you. And yeah, you're just very, very inspiring. And I can't wait to see what you're doing in the future. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.